to get up. Sunny 101.5, 534. Friday. What a special day, huh? <laughs> this is the uh, Jack and Tracy special show. Day. What's that? It is always a special day. <laughs> Gosh, if only we had that Friday vibe every single day. Yeah. It's hard. It's kind of tough to do on a Monday. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so here's what's going on here this morning. Okay, yeah. My my high schooler, my senior, is already up, like, got up early. She's going to watch Senior Sunrise. Have you ever heard of this tradition? Because no, I have not. I haven't either. They all go to the football field and watch the sun come up. Huh. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah, I, that's... I've, I, I was like, what a cool tradition. We never did that, I, you know, back in the day. Well, I, we didn't have sun when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, oh, but, my gosh, Jack. <laughs> oh, you are so quick-witted. It still surprises me sometimes. I mean, you know, all these years that we've worked together, yeah. and some of the things you say still absolutely floor <laughs> me and crack me up. It just had, a, like, a second's notice. Yeah, we didn't have sun back when I was <laughs> Uh, mostly, cl- in fact, today you're not going to either. It's going to be mostly cloudy, 60% chance of showers. The high is going to be 70. It's 55 now, and here we go. Sunny 101.5. You know, summer break is right around the corner for a lot of students, and it's a time that can be challenging for families. You know, the kids are home, people are scrambling for babysitters, and honestly, lunches. Food can be tough for some families to adjust to in the summer. Uh, Michael Allwine, Assistant Director of Food Service of Penn Harris Madison School District, is joining us for Tell Me Something Good this morning. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing to help. Yeah, so uh, in the summer, we we run a a summer food service program. Uh, This is a program that's a USDA-funded program. It was created in the 60s as a response to uh, the significant amount of families that rely on lunch and or breakfast that's provided by their school, uh, excuse me, their children's school system as their primary source of food and nutrition. Uh, it's an optional program that we and many other schools opt to participate in to kind of bridge that gap in, in the need for food between the end of one school year and the beginning of the next. Right. And, you know, I notice just with my girls when they're home in the summer, how much more food we go through. I don't think you realize when the kids are eating breakfast or or lunch at school, how different it is once summer hits. Right. Right. Yeah, it is. It's I I can't say that it's sudden because we all we all have the calendar. We know when school is going to end, but it is a, (laughs) you know, a hard stop for some people Mm -hmm. where they just go, okay, what are we going to do now? So how does your program work? Yeah, so it's a, um, I've, I've, you have my list of where all our sites are. And so at these places, um, kids that are 18 years or under are, are all eligible for free meals. Uh, but this is also extended to uh, folks that are 19 or older who are determined by the state or public education system to be mentally or, mentally or physically disabled. Um, who per- participate in public or uh, nonprofit private school. So not just kids, it's, it's people of different varieties that I just listed that kind of need some help. And how great is the need? 
I, without giving you percentages, et cetera, it, it is significant. So just to kind of give you something to kind of work with, uh, last year in the month of June, we, we gave out over 12,000 lunches. Wow. And can people just show up? I mean, do they have to show an ID? Yep. Uh, no. So uh, if, if it's somebody that's, that looks like they're 40, right, we're, we're going to have some questions. Um, but as long as they, they, they look like they're reasonably under the age of 18, um, yet you show up. And one kind of hitch to this is that we do, we do require that the meals are consumed on site. So each service is an hour long for lunch. Um, we, we do run a couple snack periods, like, and you'll see those on the, on the site listing. Those are shorter because the, the consumption time for those is, is shorter. Um, but yep, the, the meals need to be consumed on site and we're there for an hour at a time every day, Monday through Friday, barring June 4th, or excuse me, awesome. July 4th. Awesome. Um, so we will post a listing of the sites and times on the Jack and Tracy page and the Sunny 101.5 page. Anything else you want to add that we didn't touch on that you'd like people to know? No, I mean, that, that really covers it, and I appreciate you being able to post that. that that's going to really tell you the nuts and bolts of it, where we are, when, and at what times. And, uh, again, another rule that, that comes down from the USDA is that we have to serve in these windows that we've, we've predetermined. So all that information is crucial. Uh, beyond that, you, you've got the gist of it. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for being on this morning and for what you guys are doing always. Uh, have a great summer. Likewise, thank you so much for the opportunity to get the word out. I appreciate it. No problem. All the latest Hollywood drama, hookups, deals, and scandal. Radio Paparazzi on Sunny 101.5. Six fifty-six. Here's Tracy. Thanks, Jack. Well, we had the story yesterday about what the royal couple called a wild two-hour car chase in New York City. Yeah. Today, we're hearing from their taxi driver. Uh, we're talking about Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan. They called it a near-catastrophic car chase by the paparazzi as they were leaving an event Tuesday night. Well, now that cab driver is sharing his story, and it sounds nothing like that. Yeah, NYC taxi driver uh, Sukhcharn Singh says he picked the couple up at 11 p.m. outside the police department's 19th precinct mm -hmm. and drove them briefly. Uh, he did say six paparazzi suddenly came out of nowhere around the taxi, flashing, uh, you know, their their flash bulbs at the vehicle as they were stuck behind a garbage truck. Yeah. And he said there were flashes from every side of the car. They were just clicking away. And he said he actually put his visor down because those flashes were so bright. But he said it wasn't scary. He said he did call the situation outrageous, but he said they were just pursued for a couple of blocks, uh, being photographed when they stopped. And after just a few minutes, Singh says they asked him to turn around and go back to the police precinct because they were worried the Paps would continue following them and learn their location. So Singh estimated the entire trip took about 10 minutes. And they said two hours. They said two hours. Uh -huh. And he said he never felt like they were in any danger. He said it, it wasn't like a car chase in the movie. His words. <laughs> he said they were quiet and they seemed scared. But, you know, to him, it's New York. It's safe. So, hmm. The other side of the story. Wow, 10 minutes and two hours. Yeah, and, and that's quite the uh, difference. Running over police officers and all of the tales. <laughs> right. It's kind of a different story, right? Yeah, I'd say. Mm. 
Well, Cowboys Don't Cry. Kevin Costner is promoting his new movie project amid his divorce from his wife, who allegedly had an issue with the actor's intense work habits. He's working on a movie called Horizon, and uh, in a presser, he said he hasn't felt that way about a movie since Dances with Wolves. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, Costner's estranged wife filed for divorce earlier this month after 18 years of marriage, which friends say left the actor stunned. She was reportedly unhappy with his extreme work habits surrounding his lead role in Yellowstone, which is set to end after its fifth season. They say he was surprised, he doesn't want the divorce, and he would take her back. Uh, they share three kids together. Well, meanwhile, Ludacris was showered with love during his Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony on Thursday. He got a star for his career in movies. Mm-hmm. He was praised by co-stars and collaborators LL Cool J and Vin Diesel, and he said it meant everything to have them there. His wife and daughters were also there for the honor and and other friends, including Queen Latifah, Tyrese, and Michelle Rodriguez. Fast 10 is in theaters now. Well, Garth Brooks. Wait a minute. Did you say Fast 10? <laughs> you know, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody's excited. <laughs> my gosh. I don't know why I like those. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't know why, but I do. Oh, right. nothing wrong with that. Well, I like cars. Yeah. That, that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. I won't get into the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Garth Brooks just kicked off his Las Vegas residency, Garth Brooks Plus One, at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace on Thursday. And his 2023 run of shows are sold out. Wow. Uh, well, lucky for you, Garth just announced 18 new dates for his 2024 residency. Uh, they're describing the Vegas shows as a stripped-back performance with a twist, the band will sit in the audience and come up and join him uh, on an as-needed basis for songs. Huh, how interesting. Uh, fans can register to buy tickets now through next Thursday at Ticketmaster uh, under Garth Vegas. Wow. Garth Vegas, all mm-hmm. right. Meanwhile, Michael J. Fox shares some sound advice as he battles Parkinson's disease. He says every day is becoming tougher. He's broken both arms, his elbow, his face, his hand. But he says he has a certain set of skills that allow him to deal with it. He says he focuses on gratitude. He says if you can find something to be grateful for, then you can find something to look forward to and you can carry on. Wow. Wow. Such such a cool sentiment. He also continues to work on his foundation. Uh, it's the world's largest nonprofit fundraiser for Parkinson's drug development. So to date, they've raised over $1.75 billion and uh, have moved the field closer to a cure. Wow. wow. What a legacy he's leaving. No kidding. All righty. Let's uh, do some birthdays. You ready for that? Yeah, let's do some birthdays. Okay. All right. Oh, it's... no, wait a minute. Um, what? Okay, let's do some birthdays. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Jojo Siwa. Who? Jojo. Jojo Siwa. Jojo. I bet your granddaughters would know who Jojo was. Jojo Siwa. Do you need a hint? Think massive bows in the hair. 
She had a bow line. Uh-huh. She's a reality star, YouTuber, oh, yeah. singer, dancer. Oh, just does it all, definitely. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 18. Didn't your, didn't your granddaughters ever wear the JoJo bows? Probably. I don't remember. Like those, those yeah. just big bows in their hair? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Did you say 18? I said 18. Yeah, she's 20. Good she's, job. Uh-huh. How about Sam Smith? Sam Smith. Um, boy, oh boy. I do, you know, the reason I'm stalling is because. You had homework. I had. And you didn't do it. uh, And I didn't do my homework. That's right. So, um. I ask him to play a Sam Smith song. Sam Smith and Normani. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Sam Smith with Normani. There we go. Okay, let me see. All right. Now, back to Sam Smith. I don't know. Uh, 38. 31. Okay. And Pete Townsend. From The Who. Mm-hmm. 77. 78. Good How about job. that? All right. Sunny 101.5 with Jack and Tracy's Life Hacks. It's, it's uh, 742. Okay, my life hack is, have you ever made like a salty soup or stew? Like you mean to put in just a pinch and when you, put in you go a little crazy. Yeah. And you think it's ruined, right? Like you're, you're like, oh man, I really ruined it. Yeah. But you didn't. You know what you do? What do you do? You chop up potatoes, just some little raw potatoes, put them in there, and it will leach a lot of that salt out. I had no idea. How does that do that? <laughs> I have no idea. Wow. Well, that's, that's pretty cool, though, right? It is pretty cool. That's what life hacks are about. Yeah, you'll remember that. I will remember. Um, although I, I it, have you ever made soup? See, I'm a big one for homemade chicken noodle soup. I love, oh man, uh, I love that, but I can't say I, that I've made it. No. I didn't know that. Well, I'll have to make you some oh. sometime. I didn't know that about you. Would you please? With the big old, you know, yes, Amish with those big, noodles. Yeah, those big Kluski noodles. Oh, oh man. Jeez. Yeah. Man, okay. I haven't eaten this morning. Why, why did you? <laughs> did you know that uh, turning the flash off on your camera can extend your battery life? Even when you're not actually using the camera? Really? Well, you know it now. Huh. How about that? That's a good one. (laughs) And there's your life hacks. Sunny 101.5, 7.53, and time for Go Figure. All right. This is different. A Japanese ice cream company assembled uh, some of the world's rarest ingredients cream flavor that costs about six thousand six hundred and ninety six dollars per serving. What? <laughs> you better say, you oh my! <laughs> you better love that ice cream. You better love that. Guinness World Records announced Japanese brand Salado a record for their world's most expensive ice cream with uh, its new flavor dubbed Biakuya. Yeah, Biakuya. 
Wow. The pricey treats ingredients include a rare white truffle grown in Alba, Italy, that costs about $6,905 per pound. Can you imagine a grocery shop? Oh, hey, Martin's got their... Uh, they got their uh, rare white truffles on sale now. They're only they're only five thousand per pound. Okay, you better get over there. They sell <laughs> out. You better get over get it now. Solato developed the flavor. Um, the head uh, chef at Osaka Restaurant. Um, the company said it sought to combine European and Japanese flavors into something unique. It took us over one point five years to develop with a lot of trials and errors to get the taste right. Well, you got, I don't know if the taste is right, but you sure got, I mean, how many, you don't have to sell very many to get rich. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, ice cream? No, no, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, go figure.